0: Um, So much time has passed. (sighs) Part duet. Yeah,
1: part two. Here we go. I mean, we just get right into it. Yeah. Do you notice I said duet? It was like Italian. Why did you say duet? Because I'm watching The Sopranos. and Oh, my God. I don't know... uh, I don't know what half the words okay, mean. Okay, goomba. I know. I literally sit with my trans Google translator on now, and I'm like, "What is this?" Fugat, fugazi. That's a yeah. You know fugazi. what? I, fugazi. Fugazi. Yeah, fugazi. I don't really it's know. A fake. It's a, it's fugazi. Yeah. The only problem with it is that sometimes the subtitles don't spell it right, so it's <laughs> it's anybody's guess. I didn't know that capicola. I didn't know that gabagool was capicola. So you
0: know, it's like I loved. I watched that show with my dad. When it first came out, yeah, who's like he's Italian? He's like from Rome, New York. Like, come on! Wow. Um. Yeah. So That's like, as it was Italian as yeah. It, it was fun to see him like look at the scenes and like light up. Oh. Of being like, I remember that. Like when I was a kid, like all the family coming around. That's super bringing sweet. Bringing the caballul and the suspirata, sus- a, bit, a bit, whatever. Like, <laughs> <you> <laughs> <know>? <laughs> Yeah, and, like you know, like it was. Um. I we would spend every Christmas in Rome. I loved it. It mm-hmm. was like. Rome, New York is like this beautiful. Oh, I was so still picturing gorgeous. Rome.
1: Rome. No, nope, nope. Rome. Maybe. <laughs> I was like, whoa. It's
0: this gorgeous, like, industrial town that is now dead. Oh. But, like, Revere Silver used to be there. Oh. Um, Fort Stanwix is there. So it's like, it's been around since colonial, mm. like that whole Oriskany Valley area. Mm-hmm. It's so gorgeous. And the houses, oh my God, the old industrial mansions.
1: So wait, is Rome the next place to gentrify or what? I would
0: fucking love to gentrify Let's do Rome.
1: It. Let's do I would it. love to. We're going to make a Sopranos themed town. Yeah. Vesuvio's I'm- on every corner.
0: <laughs> well, they used to have like a, an old Italian deli that again, fucking Walmart moved miles yeah. down the road. God damn you, Walmart. Yeah, and like killed the industry there. And mm. uh you know, it's a uh, I I love. It. I'm actually going to go there in uh in on Friday. I'm going to oh, go
1: to Rome. You're just going. It's
0: Friday. Well, I'm on my way to like Potsdam, Potsdam, some post, some place up north.
1: She'll find out later. That literally,
0: the cl- the closest airport is fucking Ottawa.
1: Oh wow! Yeah,
0: Ottawa's an hour away,
1: but wow. it's double the price
0: because I got to pay an international fee versus mm-hmm. if I just go into Syracuse. It's two and a half hours, guys. I'm a touring comedian. It's fucking hard. Anyways, Listen,
1: part two. I love when we have our little travel tips. <laughs> Cross the border after you land. Yeah. And I
0: was like, well, I'll go see my family on the way. There it is. Because I still got family in Rome. I'll
1: tell you all about Rome, New York and the great time I had. I think it's a great segue to talking about about ethical fashion again because um, last episode we talked a little bit about how fast fashion is problematic. What we didn't talk about is how it has killed a lot of of right? brands. Smaller brands, medium-sized brands, big it's brands. It's killed
0: brands. I mean, you know, like as someone who, you know, does vintage clothing is a lot of the garments used to have a tag mm-hmm. that said union made.
1: Mm-hmm. That
0: said the garment union made. Oh,
1: I would love to bring that back. Yeah. Unions are sexy.
0: But you always knew like that. And I knew that shit was made both uh, pre-1990s. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I was like.
1: Oh, this is an old garment because
0: yeah. uh, it actually was made by people who had jobs.
1: Well, you know what? This is so tacky. Talk, this is tacky in a bad way. This is yeah. not gaudy positive. Okay. We need the look. Like, what's the opposite of gaudy positive? Um. It is. We'll uh, we'll workshop we'll it later. Work- <laughs> <laughs> There's a it. there. I don't know if it's still open, but there was a men's shop in like a high end men's shop in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> that opened up in the Castro called union made but the stuff there wasn't union made it was just like a cool name it was Fuck like a style you know like what it looked like it look like, we all
0: look like paper boys. it was like
1: <laughs> it was like we have pea coats <laughs> and well made pendleton Do you look sweaters it like a
0: hot welder
1: Call right me union made <laughs> right yeah it was so tacky did you
0: just get off the boat from from uh, fukushima <laughs> or something Fukushima. Are you a war sailor? Or be like <laughs> they were serving the Pacific. Come on, I just I didn't want to say Hiroshima. Yeah. Some,
1: some Did you just get here from an earthquake?
0: <laughs> were well, you working in the Pacific? Then come on over to Union Bay. Oh my God! Every one of our salespersons is racist
1: to... and beats their wives. <laughs> Welcome to Union Bay. Ah! And we eat yeah <laughs> And we celebrate Columbus Day. We eat a goal and then we just boil bones. That's <laughs>
0: what we eat here. Bone broth? Bone broth. <laughs> you know, it's so fucking funny to me is this new bone broth craze that's hitting everyone.
1: Should we not? What's the deal?
0: It's just like people are like, I eat bone broth. Oh, yeah. Bone broth is so good for me. I'm I'm sorry. You're just eating what people ate in Denimant
1: House. Yeah, it's really <laughs> like, funny. You're eating old world food. Yes.
0: Like it's some new bullshit. And then you're paying $80 Go to the fucking butcher, get some bones, and put it in a pot and just sit and wait.
1: I don't want to do that shit. I want someone else to do that for but me. I'm so,
0: I'm, so <laughs> with, I'm so fed up with I'm this town. I My love how you're- Crystal's
1: coffee. You're also a 70-year-old old crotchety lady. I am such lady. a 70-year-old crotchety when lady. When I was your age, just we just like, put the bones in the bowl and they're we- like, They're
0: like, well, all know. the properties of healing properties of bone broth. Two minutes ago, you were telling me to be a fucking vegan. I and was now just you're thinking
1: saying, the same thing. Right? You know what? I was vegan, and then I discovered the healing properties of bone broth. <laughs> not in keto now.
0: You know, like I'm. If anyone talked, like if I talked to my great grandmother from a hundred years ago, and was like, "Hey, guess what? Bone broth is in." They'd be like, "Oh, but soup, right?" But like, it's not soup. It's bone broth. Yeah, and I'd be like, "Oh, okay. Well, vegetables." no, 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 just the bone broth. And they'd be like, what are you, poor? What's wrong with you? Are you a poor person? Did it not work it's out so in the future? Funny. And I'd be like, no, it's, it's actually $18 a bag. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well,
0: Oh, guys,
1: get rid you know, of the bullshit. Get rid of the bullshit. Here's the thing is we don't really know. We're so, uh, the millennials in, in general, we are so um, trained to love being marketed to. Oh, right. That like the things that we complain about are like, you know what, Facebook, why are you using these ads to target me? (laughs) You know I'm not into that. I, why, yeah, I've, I've felt it too, where I've been like, how dare you think that I want to freeze my eggs because I'm a woman in my (laughs) thirties. So that's valid. it It does know. But, you know, I think it is really funny. Like we're so conditioned to be marketed to that sometimes we're not super, we're not as skeptical as we should be
0: we need to be more skeptical, way more skeptical.
1: And I think that applies not to bring it back, but to bring it back, I think that applies to ethical fashion actually in a big way. Like it totally one of the does. things it does. And I think one of the things is like just like the what's what's the bone broth of fashion right now? I would say it's probably like made well by oh, J Crew. Oh, yeah. Right. Made well is from J. Crew. People think you look at brands like J. Crew, Made Well, or even like the Gap or Banana Republic, and you think like, "Oh, this is super well made." It's, it's like Made Well, right? Or even like half the stuff you find on the racks at Nordstrom Rack. Yeah. You know, like you're like, oh, it's so well made because it came from Nordstrom, and they have a guy who plays piano there. Like, <laughs> and listen, I grew up on Nordstrom. Like, yeah. it was like I grew up with eating cheese basically out of the womb. And then everybody at Nordstrom knew my name since I was a kid, because that's where my dad apparently spent all his time. That's hilarious. (laughs) Um, you know, so like I, it's even hard for me to talk about Nordstrom because it, it has a weirdly special place in my heart.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you've abandoned it.
1: I know. So many formative moments for me inside the Nordstrom in Annapolis, Maryland, I'll tell you. Oh. I know. So sweet.
0: I do love department stores.
1: Yeah. But, you know, even department stores have suffered from the effects of fast fashion. Mm -hmm. And so it's really interesting how we used to prize things as like, we used to believe, oh, you have, if you buy things from a place like Nordstrom, like it's well-made or J. Crew, it's well-made, you know, all of that. Well, that's only like 50% of the truth. Because if I look at the list from the Garment Workers Center of places that they're boycotting, um, Macy's and Nordstrom are on that list. And that was like, gut wrenching for me even though i already knew yeah it's still hard it's still hard to see that because i'm i think of them as being like higher quality brands
0: but is it like i mean it's really macy's and nordstrom are, are a conduit for brands right. right like they don't actually make it
1: well no they have their own brands though Oh, like, they do yeah. yeah so that's the thing like you know um nordstrom rack has its own brands this is an, again one of those things where we're so comfortable with being marketed to that we don't know what we don't know. Yeah. Like we just don't even, we're not skeptical about it. We just take it at face value. Like how many people have ever asked themselves, um, where does, why does J crew have so much extra clothing that it, they have enough to fill pack to the gills, all of these outlet stores all over the world. <laughs> right. That's True. So they do like, I no, know that outlets are, they're making it. They're making stuff for the outlets. Yes. It's not, like, overstock. It's, I mean, yeah. there might be a small percentage that is, but it's, like, the Gap outlet, J Crew outlet, all of that. Like, they're making it for that. And the same is true for parts of what you get from places like Nordstrom Rack. So there are brands that you'll see pop up at Nordstrom Rack that are um, their brand, but yeah. it has some name. And, like, if you search it, you don't really find very much information on it. The reason is because it's a Nordstrom brand, and they don't want you to necessarily, like, Think about the fact, or know that Nordstrom Rack is making clothes for Nordstrom yeah. Rack. They want you to believe like, that, that it's this designer thing. Lane. It is. I I live under a flight path, <laughs> next to the power lines, and under a flight path. Oh my God, you're
0: luxurious. I Sleep know living. manifest. <laughs> yeah, but okay. So so yeah. So these so as fashion is destroying small companies. Obviously, right.
1: And they're but, also... But also, like, this is part of how these bigger companies are, like, surviving, right? So mm-hmm. they're like, okay, well, we got to play the game, too. So I'm sure Nordstrom Rack didn't start with having their own brands, and that came over time, yeah. you know? But that's, like, how they're keeping up. And then all these department stores are having trouble staying in business again, when and they're competing with brands like Forever 21.
0: But do you also blame stuff like Amazon or totally. online shopping?
1: Totally. Well, online shopping and e-com, like, that's a big... That is another big um issue within it. Although if you're plus size, like ninety percent you of go. your options are online, right? That is true. Amazon is full of fast fashion though. Yeah. And they're a pretty terrible company in general. Well, so it's
0: like eBay, like if you ever search like, oh, yes. like search like vintage dress. Yes. And then it would show up like vintage like, like mm-hmm. retro like dresses that are clearly like just yeah. fast fashion.
1: Whatever oh yes! Heck. Have you ever ordered any of that shit? It's hilarious. No.
0: I like I ordered one thing from Wish.com uh-huh. a while ago, uh-huh. and it showed up, and it was Halloween fabric.
1: Uh-huh. It was the uh-huh. worst thing yes. I've ever gotten in the it's mail. It's like hilarious because you you start yeah. oh, you start to think to yourself like, is there much difference between this fabric and like a tablecloth? I'm not no. sure.
0: No, like, it's all garbage. Like a dollar
1: store ca- tablecloth, you know?
0: It's it's all, yeah, it's all trash.
1: I think it's hilarious, though, and when just, people just do so that. And just so people
0: know, like, all the ratings and that shit, it's all doctored. Mm. It's all done by the company, so.
1: Again, it's like, we are too trained not to be skeptical. Like, we want to believe it so bad that we are just, like... I guess I'll just believe that that thing from, I don't even know if it's shine or SheIn.com. Oh Oh yeah, yeah.
0: I yeah. guess I'll
1: just hold out hope that that designer knockoff image there of that beautifully embroidered floral gown is going to come exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like I saw somebody post about it the other day. Does anybody have experience with this? And I'm like, Look, they like literally have made an art out of how to make that fabric as cheap as possible. Yeah, and that's not even talking about the that labor that goes your into it. In the just said. <laughs> it's covered in baby <laughs> snails and crabs.
0: Well, what are some things that make like the obvious one is if it's not ethical, it's you know made in a factory mm-hmm. where it's slave labor or yes, um, is, would not unionized be considered non-ethical? I would love –
1: so that is – this is a bigger – so I really have struggled with the how to answer the what is ethical. And this is a question I get over and over and over again. And what I can say on the shorthand about it is that every person's individual definition of ethical is going to be a little different based on your own personal values. But for me, what I uh, consider to be ethical in my personal definition is – I want the people who make my clothes to earn a living wage mm-hmm. and work in a safe environment for reasonable hours.
0: Because that, I think the safe environment one is very important mm-hmm. because, yeah, I mean, a, a you know, you have a phone that is made in a place where they have suicide nets.
1: Right. Yep. You know, like... Did you were talking
0: about what was the collapse that happened?
1: Oh, so five years ago, and actually, it's gonna, we're coming up on six years here soon. Um, Rana, I had to burp, of course. I did too. So gassy. Don't worry about it. It was cinnamony though. It was cheese. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rana Plaza collapsed uh, a little over five years ago, and um, that over or close to two thousand people were killed in that collapse, and that was a fully preventable incident, uh, disaster. Yeah, Um, And it wasn't just that there were so many people killed. There were also thousands of people injured. I mean, it was a major catastrophe and it really just came down to the fact that it was an incredibly unsafe building. I
0: just want everyone to know that if you ever think that companies are here to help you, they're most likely not.
1: No. No matter and what. The the big challenge with this is like, and this is, you know, in the last episode I got into uh, the challenges of supply chain. The reason why that's so important is because Rana, incidents like Rana Plaza don't happen because these companies own the factories. Yeah. they They all get to escape any sort of like responsibility because they don't own the factories. They contract with them. Yeah. But then they're negotiating poverty rates and like because they're trying to cut prices because consumers are saying I don't want to pay eight dollars for that shirt I want to pay three dollars for that shirt
0: yeah
1: um they're having to cut back on everything and so what happens as a result is then it's not just that they're working you know long hours for low pay which is already criminal and awful it's also like they're working in places that are crumbling yeah it's awful was
0: it okay what's made on a boat Wasn't there something about like some brand was made, like their work practices were so bad they
1: had to make them like offshore? Uh, Scientology? Maybe. I don't know. I'm going to find this out because I cannot imagine this. I mean, look, there's so much. I am constantly learning. I am such a student of this. I I, um, hesitate to ever say that like I'm an expert. I'm just reading all the articles and doing all the research um, and sharing what I know. But uh, it wouldn't surprise me there definitely have been really shady like unnecessarily awful things that have happened um even right here in our own backyard so wouldn't surprise me it's one of those things like you know people always ask me about um american apparel cuz they're yeah. like cuz they're like well dove was so awful and i'm like yeah dove charney the ceo of american apparel was awful he was terrible he Um, Sexually assaulted people. um, And the the thing that's frustrating about it was he also really did get labor rights right. The workers in his factories were so disappointed when he left um, and a new person was installed who didn't really get it and was yeah. really just there to like transfer American Apparel into the hands of a bigger brand which is where they are now.
0: He's like a great um, TV or er, not even TV, movie villain.
1: He really he is. He's a
0: great movie anti-hero villain who is. is a garbage human but also
1: writes he, the workers rights. He's a bit of a Tony Soprano of fashion, is he yeah. not? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, Alright. This is yeah. gonna, How many months are we going to do this? <laughs>
1: until i'm done (laughs) uh no i just you know it's you're actually like totally right or like house of cards you know like where actually you're like ah you are reprehensible and i hate you but also your workers are willing to strike which did happen it didn't get a lot of news but the garment workers at american apparel did actually strike at one point because they were like we or they didn't strike, they protested. Sorry, yeah, um, because, because they right were like, we stand for LA
0: teachers. Do you stand yeah, for LA teachers? Yeah, of
1: course, I stand, stand for LA teachers. teachers. Give them all the goodies, yeah. Um, no, I mean, it's actually this, the reason the teachers are striking are actually very similar to the reasons why ethical fashion is so important. It's like they want the safety, they need, you know, like I've heard things with the teachers, for example, where they're like, school nurses, some of our schools don't have places for school nurses to do things with students or whomever privately. Yeah. Like, I, like a school nurse uh, doing their work under the stairs. I just was like, what? yeah, this is like a real thing. Or like in hallways. I mean, it's just like, I remember I went to public school and things were not always so great, but that is another level.
0: Well, I also, I don't know. I... I didn't I went to somewhat of a charter school, but not really because it was publicly funded. Mm. But a lot of charter schools I have beef with because I feel like they take money away from public schools.
1: Fuck yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Where I'm like,
0: no, that's money for everyone.
1: Right. And they're like,
0: Yeah, but
1: I just think it's like it becomes we have a,
0: a lottery system.
1: Yeah. It's a privileged thing really? though. It is. And we know we all know it is and that's part of the problem. Yeah. I mean, so um, so, yeah, so I think uh, going back even to, like, the definition of ethical, like, what does that mean? So I've mm-hmm. I've defined what it means for me. I have friends who are vegan who, like, their definition of ethical is that it has to be um, – it can't be made with any animal products. So, like, I have a friend who's vegan who won't wear Adidas because they use leather. He sounds like a loser. <laughs> oh, no. Um, she's actually a pretty <laughs> radical um, – vegan activist but not in the sort of pita way she's like she's cool as fuck um so how does she feel about bone broth (laughs) I'm gonna say she doesn't feel so great about bone (laughs) broth um but I think she doesn't she does amazing work and even though I'm not vegan I like I fully respect her boundaries and what matters to her on that that also,
0: I mean that ties into if you are buying leather products you also have to know what's going on Mm -hmm. with that because that ties into yep how your meat is made and it all ties into each other.
1: Yep. Uh, Yeah, exactly. I also have a friend who um, is a writer. She's a fashion writer. She's also an editor. Her name is Nana Tomasi and Nana um, is very into uh, brands that are ethical and sustainable. Yeah. And so we've talked a lot about, for me, sustainability was never the chief thing, but where I got to with it was that if you are doing things safely by the people who work in the factories or, who are also working, I mean, in the fields, picking cotton that you are putting, you know, yeah. turning into textiles or bamboo or whatever. Um, the people who are dyeing the fabrics, um, anybody in the supply chain, if you're doing right by the people who make the clothing happen, whether it's from the field or to the factory, uh, then you're almost undoubtedly going to do things more sustainably. You have to because yes. you have to protect them against things like toxic dyes and things like that
0: but what do you do if you are someone who just can't afford this stuff because unfortunately this sustainable and ethical clothing is out of a lot of people's hands
1: that's true and that's real and i think um the biggest that's probably the biggest question i get and Mm um i'm look i don't make a lot of money i'm manifesting it yeah we're all manifesting we're in the manifesting stage though we're not in the Uh, realized stage yet though, right? (laughs) (laughs) And so this goes back to something we touched on in the last episode, which is that I also think we need to sort of heal our relationship with fashion because there's two parts of this. This is not to say like, oh, well, you just need to shop less because I think, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, well, I have an event coming up. I have to wear something to that. I can't wear my jeans. You know, I have to wear a ball gown. I don't know. (laughs) Whatever whatever scenario that is, I'm waiting for someone to give me a reason to wear a ball gown personally. I
0: will say, look, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't care. Um, I did get a gown one time from Ross for 14 bucks. It was all right. stepped on.
1: Oh, God. And shit. But it was a perfectly good gown. Sure. We've all done that. I wore it. Do you know, a sketch. the thing is that's funny is for me to be a person who says don't shop at Ross and TJ Maxx is... The almost inverse flip side of where I was three years ago,
0: where you were like only shop at Ross. And no, TJ I just Max.
1: I probably found myself at a Ross or TJ Maxx once a week. Yeah, or Marshalls. Yeah, I was like, oh, because I was I was feeling that pressure of like I need to have something new, 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 new all the time, mm-hmm. or like I would even justify it being like I don't have time to do my laundry. Like somehow I don't have time to do laundry, but I have time to go to Ross and like scour for a $6 well, it's, dress, it's you know? It's also, it gives you
0: a hip a hit of dopamine when you shop.
1: Totally. And that's the truth is that I was, I felt high from it. Yeah. I'm addicted to shopping. I'm a shopaholic.
0: Yeah. Well, that's because we also in our culture just don't um, have uh, a lot of outlets for joy that don't involve monetary spending in some right. way.
1: That's very true. And that mm-hmm. again goes back to the whole, like, we're not skeptical as we, we're not as skeptical as we should be. Yeah. We're not, we don't think about these things we're not as conscious and so that's that's part one of it is like before you're like i can't afford these things also we also have to look at like how conscious are we of even what's in our own closet mm-hmm. and also what's um what's real, like what is the true story behind this cuz i see people all the time being like well i can't afford this and um it's i i know they make more money than me yeah you know, and I think it's also like your values, are, it, like how do you, what are you prioritizing? And that's okay. Like, I, I also think that there's something to be said for people being like, well, I don't want to spend a lot on fashion. I'd rather spend it on like a night out. Yeah. I get that too. I think it's, but when we start to get into those kinds of that sort of territory, what we're starting to do also is we also have to pay attention to how much we're starting to internally justify it. Yes. Right? so she
0: brings us back to tampon lady.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. If you listen to the last episode, that was the thing. <laughs> it was something I really wrestled with, right? Like, <laughs> I wrestled with it because I was like, I don't want to judge you, but also, like, Your this is aren't adding up. This doesn't make sense scientifically, probably not. Yeah. You know? And so, it, how much are we justifying things so that we don't have to think about it? Like, I can't be conscious of this right now because... I can't afford to. When in reality, so, and I'll get into the particulars of this because I don't want to pretend like it's an easy thing for everybody to shop. Yeah. Um, in reality, there are options available. In fact, there's more options available to you in terms of ethical shopping on a budget than there probably ever has been.
0: Okay. There so, are some examples at me.
1: So, thrifting, for example. Yes. Since what time memorial, you know? Like, we have... Always had the option of thrifting for clothes. And in fact, I personally, I would say the things that I love the most are in my closet right now are probably all things I got from the Plus Bus here.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, so uh, when you dressed me for Conan, the jumpsuit was a thrift piece, right? Yeah.
1: You were like, where'd you get this jumpsuit? I was like, the thrift store. Yeah,
0: and it was a great item. Right. Yeah, and that's looked the thing. I look fabulous, and what you got the shrug for? It was a gift. Was from
1: yeah, from Swankity Swank. Yeah, and then which a thrift is, store
0: jumper mm-hmm. and a belt. Yep. And my shoes are from Target.
1: Yep. On oh, clearance. Well, you know, and we'll get into our our resource on that too. <laughs> so then the next thing is that I think I I think it's unreasonable to say that we can uh, shop ethically a hundred percent of the time. Yeah,
0: and you know what? Look, it, going thrifting. I'm so bad with talking. Going thrifting is fucking fun. Grab a friend. Yes. Go on a fucking adventure. Hell see yeah. See what stuff you can find. I have found designer garments. Mm-hmm. I found a, a a jacket that is worth probably, you know, in the
1: 800
0: to 1200 Yes. For a... Six
1: dollars, girl. I got a Carolina. I can't even say it. I got a Carolina Herrera dress at Beacon's Closet in New York for thirty-five fucking dollars. Do you know how much that dress is? It's like a $2,000 dress. No way. It's like a $2,000 dress. And then I wore it once and then I sold it to the real, real and got $150 for it. Look
0: how exciting this is. We're is talking that? talking about stuffy right? thrift, right? It's talking about, I follow thrift on Reddit. It's oh, a great yes. Reddit one about like st- cool stuff people have gotten for thrift stores. Mm-hmm. But like it's fun. And then you also are, you know, you're, you're not um, making any waste. Right. Right. And um, uh, it's, you can always just find cool stuff. Like I, I agree. Like all the cool shit I have in my house, mm-hmm. my record player was fifty bucks, right, from an Amazon, from a you know a, a Arizona Goodwill, or yep. like the art I have in my house. So you can find weird and crazy stuff. And if you're just, you know, like no one is excited talking about. Uh, oh my God, I bought this for twelve hundred dollars. People will be like, Oh, cool, right, right, <laughs> Do, that
1: for you, man. It's true. I
0: can't eat tomorrow (laughs) you know it's like
1: I heard a story about somebody who like this isn't again this goes back to like how much we're affected by marketing that now we don't even care how good of quality our clothing is Mm -hmm. we only care that it's cute which is interesting because that's a reversal from where it used to be it used to be like oh that's so well made it's so high end it's so luxury right and now it's like who gives a fuck oh it's from Forever 21 oh but I paired it with my Chanel bag
0: Oh. And I heard the story
1: about this woman. Um, I won't mention her name, but she's an influencer. And she went out and bought like she took out a loan and bought a bunch of bags. <gasps> really? Yeah. But she wear, but the clothing that she actually wears, like I know where it comes from. And most of it is like the same stuff you could buy on Amazon right now. Yeah. But you pair it with like a, you know, a Chanel bag or What's a, your favorite whatever. thrift?
0: Was that dress your favorite thrift store find?
1: That's a pretty good one. Oh man, what's my favorite thrift store find? I love all my babies individually. Um,
0: I my ex and I did this thrift store run, and it was like a, like it was just kind of a little flea market thing. Yeah, he got a, uh, who does the purple label? What? It was this high end purple label. I think it's. Hmm. Um, it might be Tommy Hilfiger, but it's purple label. It's like twelve two thousand dollar jackets it was a oh. deer hide jacket
1: oh wow
0: yeah it was completely made of deer hide it yeah purple oh 70 bucks yeah it was one of the coolest items this yes. person ever bought and they are boring
1: <laughs> i got a mark jacobs i remember when i was in college i got um a mark jacobs tank top for eight dollars at buffalo exchange um and I went up to the front to buy it, and the girl was like, "Whoops, we did not price that right. Looks like it's your lucky day." Oh wow! I wore that shirt threadbare. Oh, it's Ralph Lauren. Oh, it was oh. So this
0: deer hide one is uh, thirty two hundred dollars.
1: Holy shit! Yeah. yeah, that's a steal of a deal. Yeah. No, but I like I remember those. You and that's the thing too is like when you get those. I understand the, like, high of going into Ross and being like, I only paid $12 for this dress.
0: Yeah, but it's way cooler when you're like, I only paid $6 for this $1,200 thing.
1: Right, exactly. It's way
0: cooler. So just thrift, guys.
1: Thrifting. And the other thing, too, is that, so that's always a big option. Now, if you're plus size, it's a lot harder to shop for thrift, especially if you get over a size 16. So I also want to be mindful of the fact that, that, Size inclusivity is an issue, yeah. And for me, the other side of my uh, soapbox for ethical fashion is that I want ethical fashion to become more size inclusive. Yes. So um, I I know that shopping in thrift stores is not always an option if you're somebody who's like a size twenty four or a twenty eight or a thirty. Yeah. That being said, online sites that are doing used clothing like Poshmark are an amazing treasure trove. Of options, so I've sold stuff on there recently. Yeah. Oh man, I I almost like thinking more about the let's stuff I've do, sold. Let's
0: do a little fun little search and see what we can get on Poshmark. Yeah, just so people can see. We're not we're not uh getting paid by Poshmark. Just want no. you guys to know, we
1: should though. Um, we yeah, should the sponsor sponsors us. go ahead. Do it.
0: Sp- let's do it. Poshmark. See. Let's see. Well, uh, Prem. prem. You want to put in prem? Let's put in. Oh, Jibri. Okay. Oh, Jibri. I like your Yes. That's J I B R I B R I. Gibri. Yeah. So there is, oh, this is great. There is a really beautiful um, sheer pantsuit for 70 bucks. Yes. That was originally 190 Yep. That's a great one. That's a 2X. This is a size 24. $129 maxi skirt is $35.
1: Yes. That's a great deal. Yeah. So that's the thing. It's like you could buy six things at Ross probably – um, for, you know, $35 and none of those things in a week will probably be, make you as happy as a Jibri skirt will make you over years.
0: Yeah. This, so, you guys want this very, very cute. This is Prem size 30. Aha. Uh-huh. Um, it's a $120 romper, not romper, but, um, was it? You no, know, a jean, jean dress that goes up all the front. Oh
1: God, I want that dress. Um,
0: 45 bucks. That's perfect. I'm just, yeah, so you can find tons of stuff on this. Yep. And I'm sure there are other also, you know, like, uh, there's a couple other used, Depop, I'm sure Depop, you can Depop find Depop is stuff. a great
1: place for plus size vintage Yeah, in which I sell
0: on Dolphins Productions. You should go buy something.
1: Yes, that's your name on there is Dollface yeah, Productions. Dolphins
0: Productions. <laughs> I wanted to change it to big in Japan. Oh. But someone already took it. Rude. Who is not plus size?
1: Of course not. Yeah,
0: they're in Australia and I'm. Fucking pissed
1: about it. Also rude. Yeah. Wait, I like Australians, but you know.
0: Did you just say that Australia was having some really great ethical fashion There's a ton of
1: awesome stuff happening with ethical fashion in Australia, and I kind of have a boner for that country right now. Yeah. And it's not just because I watched this show on Netflix (laughs) called Instant Hotel. Instant Hotel. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, I love it. It's just like ridiculous. Sounds
0: like a nightmare
1: I had on Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> it's where a group of people who have Airbnbs judge each other's houses. Oh my god! It's amazing. The judgment. It's amazing. It's like, it's it's so good. Um. No, yeah, Australia, there's a lot of great brands coming out of there, um, especially on the plus-size front, which is really exciting. Yeah, I'm
0: looking at some City Chic stuff right now, yeah. which is a plus-size
1: brand out of there. City Chic is a plus-size brand out of Australia. I'm still really sad that they closed their retail stores here because yeah. it was such a great resource, um, especially as a stylist, but also their stuff gets pretty high marks for their ethics.
0: Yeah, they size 20, size 18, mm-hmm. size uh 18 size various <laughs> they i mean yeah various that's a, that is so various it's yeah. various
1: yeah um, um so that's a great one size there, 20 there's also hope and harvest which is um a smaller not as well known um ethical plus size brand that's out of australia too so the other thing that i love about it is for me i love the game of hunt like i don't nec- like part of the fun of going to places like Forever Twenty One, yeah, or I'll keep saying Ross, or you know, even H and M. Although H and M doesn't have plus size in their stores anymore, from what I understand, they
0: used to. They did for a hot they minute. They to like a sixteen. That's about it.
1: Yeah, they, I, they, they're not doing it anymore. They yeah. have some stuff online, I think, and that's it. Like. But, um, I love when you find that one piece. Where they maybe made like a small, they didn't do a huge run of it. And I love finding that one piece that fits really well that's interesting. Yeah. I also love that I am not going to show up to a party where everybody else has the same thing. Yeah, So that's a big thing for me is like, I think especially in the plus size world, we don't have as many options as straight size do. So the chances of two people showing up in the straight in the same dress is actually pretty high.
0: What do you think about learning to make your own clothes?
1: I think that's awesome. I mean, one of the things too is like, it's not – fashion, design, and making your own clothes, whether it's from a pattern or something else, um, it's – I wouldn't say that it's easy. No. But I would say that it's it's fun. Like, I took a draping class with um, – oh, shit. What's her name? Emily. Um, she's from – she's from Project Runway. And uh, it was so fun, and it was, like, such a great way to spend an afternoon, and I made um, – I made like my own sort of like kimono jacket and it was very simple and, and it's something you can do in a few hours and it's actually on my mannequin right now. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, I didn't get to finish it because it was the first time I ever got to use a serger machine and I didn't know what the fuck I oh, was doing.
0: Oh, I don't. Like a serger, <laughs> so I'm just like, I'll just iron these seams out myself. Yeah. I think, too, is that there are, if you look, there are places that have sewing classes and sewing yep. parties and, like, yep. I, I think that's a great thing to get
1: back to. It's very empowering, yeah. actually.
0: Like, when we're looking through the old, the old Vogue's, old magazines, it's like, They used to advertise patterns and fabrics.
1: Yes, they did because that's what you did is you made your own stuff. And every person I know who, like, has taught themselves or has taken a class and learned to sew or, you know, went to fashion school seems to feel pretty, like, stoked about the fact that they have that skill. So it's also something that, like, getting back to, like, doing some things ourselves is really fun. The other thing, too, is that I think – that there's a big opportunity to be creative about the things that we have. So you can get more creative in your accessories. You can also get more creative in like, for example, if you have a jacket that's super basic um, and you love patches or you want to like give it a little bit more little excitement, zhuzh. give a it a little djush, you know, like you can do your own. I used to do this in college. You can do your own embroidery. I've even like cut things up and change them around. Like have some fun with it.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah, get crafty. That- being ethical is also – is about unleashing your creativity again. Yes. Yes.
1: Before you put things – this is the exact opposite of what Marie Kondo would say. But <laughs> before you put things out, you know, to goodwill or wherever, go through those things and see if there's anything that you like act, – that actually fits you really well that you love but just needs a little bit like a new lease on yeah. life. Yeah. You know? I agree. And that's like a living large unless kind of ideal, I think.
0: So what do you think about um, – how can someone live like we talked earlier about like an eighty-20 life with this? Because yes. you can't be perfect all the time. No. Finances, whatever. Maybe you live in, you know, rural
1: Missouri. Right. With, Where maybe like something like a clothing swap, which would be another great option, yeah. isn't always available to you. Yeah.
0: So what are what's some eighty-twenty lifestyle hacks
1: yeah. so, that people can do? Like I said, I think the first thing is Cut fast fashion out of your clothing diet, so, so just to speak. So just buy Forever Twenty One, buy H H&M, and M. Goodbye, goodbye, Ross.
0: <laughs> Yeah, no. oh, yeah, goodbye. No. <laughs> <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> Toodaloo, um, toodaloo's to uh, Ross, TJ Maxx, Marshalls. They're also all the same company. Mm-hmm. In the UK, it's called TK Maxx. Um. Uh-huh. yeah, weird, right? Yeah, and then um, uh I don't know what's Zara. Yeah, the other just kind of cheapy.
1: I would also say, like, be honest with yourself. If you have ever gotten one of those ads served to you on Facebook that's, like, from a company like SheIn or RoseGal. And you question, and wish, and you question, like, oh, I wonder if there's, how could it be that that's a $13 ball gown? Like, be real with yourself. Yeah. Like, no, that's not going to be, not only are you going to be very disappointed by what you get.
0: Oh, another thing is beware of um, some sellers on Etsy. You think uh-huh. it's homemade, it's not. Yeah, but you n- is this
1: is again, you're exactly right. Like you know when you're looking at something that's not authentically homemade. Yes. Right? Like I think we do I think we're smart yeah. enough to know that. We just tell ourselves we don't care. Like Yeah. So you kind of got to go I love to say this is like one of the things I say a lot, I guess, but like eyes wide open. Mhm. Like you you just you have to stop lying to yourself, bitch. <laughs> yes. Right? <laughs> right? Like You keep trying to tell yourself that haircut works and it does not. I'm just kidding. That's so mean. I would not say that to somebody. (laughs) That's a rude, rude thing to say. Use a cunt. (laughs) Um, No, but, like, you have to be real with yourself. Be honest. You know that that $6 dress that you got from Ross is going to fall apart. You know that it's going to pill to hell. and it's like a couple of those. Right? Like, they don't last and they suck and then you're bored with them. They fade after one wash. They, They get holes. They get threadbare. I mean, like... Why? Yeah. Was it worth it? The other thing, too, that a lot of people don't realize is if you were to count up all the money you spent at places like that over the years versus, or like over a year's period versus buying like two or three staple pieces that maybe you saved up for, you would find that uh, you would probably be happier overall that this is Marie Kondo coming in. Those three pieces would spark more joy than all of the shit you spent money on from Ross and you spent way more there. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. just the truth. Like It's
0: true. You think you think look, oh it, you know, it's like it's getting three pieces that cost X amount of money. Right. But then you're like, I'm getting all these pieces for this much. And you're like, Yeah, but it's actually you're spending more money. Right.
1: Exactly. You're or actually spending joy. exactly. So buy things that like look good all the time. I mean, I love those pieces that I wear that every single time I walk out the door, people are like, Oh my god, I love that Prem jumpsuit. Yeah. You know, like that's worth it. Prem is an ethical company as well. Yeah. So shout out shout to out the Prem ladies yeah but you know um so that's a big that is a big thing too i think is like be realistic with yourself about how you're spending your money yeah. even if you're in missouri i mean especially if you're plus size look we're all spending money online that's how we're doing it let's yeah. just be real like i don't think that the majority of the people who are buying who are like um, who are plus size are only going to Forever 21 and walking in the store. Like, I just don't believe it, you know? <laughs> that being said, like, Walmart is still the biggest seller of plus size clothing in the country. Wow. So that's another thing. It's uh, The other thing I want to say about that is that um we don't have to exist in this space where it's all about just how you spend your money. Because yeah. if it's just about that, then, like, yes, change will come. I mean, look at the food, like, the... The food world, organic back in the day used to be like, oh, only like granola hippies do that, and now it's like such a commonplace. Like, but also organic is the
0: same way of ethical fashion is they. It's mm-hmm. not the whole picture. It's
1: not the whole picture. That's totally yeah. true. But even they just skirt like around that shit, the fact that people totally. And, that's, yeah. and that is, like, a whole other thing. But even just I mean, the just, fact that, like, people are conscious of that in a way yeah. that they weren't before, and it's you know? Yeah,
0: keeping, it's keeping companies accountable. Right. Because they might be like, well, yeah, we're organic now. Or, like, oh, yeah, our chickens are, are free range. And then if you look at them and they're like, okay, they're just, like, right. not in a cage, but right. they're in a building that has no sunlight. <laughs> um, yeah, that's not good. different. So it's about keeping mm-hmm. companies... Um, accountable and you know it to an extent the market's just gonna go where the people go so mm-hmm. I don't think that we can 100% blame the companies because the companies are just being like well
1: you know I think that we have to hold stuff, so what do we do I think we have to hold the companies accountable insofar as they still get to make the decision about how they do their business and yeah. you know they decide what keeps them up at night right but I also think that um Yes, I th- and this is that's another reason why I think it's so important that it's not just like one thing. Like don't just sh- stop shopping there. Start shopping. Start supporting the people who are doing it right. Yeah. That's the other side of it. So like I wear Adidas, I don't wear Nike's. Yeah. You know, I don't even buy used Nike's even though I I oftentimes see Nike designs that I like because I don't want to put out the I don't want there to be mixed messaging to people that's like Oh no, I'm okay with this because yeah. it's used. Like, I don't want people to to infer that Nike. I don't want them to make that association that Nike yeah. is ethical just by seeing a picture and not reading the caption. So I
0: guess okay, get rid of fast fashion mm-hmm. and me. And a good thing is just promote the brands that you want to see more of. So, mm-hmm. so no. So if you're against child labor, you probably don't want to hang out with Nike.
1: Probably don't hang out with Nike. Yeah, and I don't. I can't say specifically child labor for Nike because I'm not sure if that is specifically the issue that they have these days. Yeah, but I know that there's more work that they can do with their supply chains and their yeah um, transparency around it too. Okay. So that's the other thing is that brands who the more transparent a brand is about things, the more we can trust what they're doing. So yes. that's why I say like H and M is a is a tough question mark for me because they are transparent. But they have such a convoluted supply chain. Yes. So this is the other thing is another big way that you can start shopping more 80-20, right? Like Mm -hmm. 80% ethical. It would be to go after the independent, the indie designers out there. So we've got brands like Alice Alexander, which is an inclusive and ethically made and Mm -hmm. also sustainably made um, business out of Philly where she is working really hard to make sure that the people that she employs are... Um, receiving a living wage and yeah. benefits and all of that.
0: I really liked, um, uh, and I'm not sure if they're ethical. I think they are. All sixty seven,
1: all sixty seven is also using. He has a, an ethical supply chain. Yes. Now, is there more that he could do around that? I think yeah, sure. But I, I also agree that I think also, or uh, all sixty seven is a great way to and go. It's also
0: great the the quality of the mm-hmm. quality of because I own jackets from Alice. Yeah. And um,
1: all sixty seven. And all sixty
0: seven is that the quality. Uh, this stuff will last forever. That's the other Not thing. Not forever, is but you Investing
1: guys get it. in pieces that you actually will love forever is huge.
0: Yeah. Get like, get a good stable, uh, a, sta- a stable, <laughs> get a stable jacket. A staple jacket. Like, there are, as, as a stylist, what are like some. And we'll kind of end it on this, like name a few staple pieces Mm -hmm. that people should be getting from ethical companies. Yeah. So if you can't, if if your shirts, you're like, oh, I I can't, like the shirts is whatever, but I, you know, I always for work need a pair of black work pants Mm -hmm. and I know that I can go to this company for this and feel good about whatever.
1: Yeah. Well, I am doing consulting right now for a brand um, in Oregon called Yala Designs. They are not fully inclusively sized yet. It is a goal. And we we'll, and you know, and we can talk another time about how difficult it is for brands to do that and why we should like keep telling them that we want it, but maybe cut them some slack. Ah, yeah. that's a fashion joke. Ooh. Cut them some slack. But um if you are like I'm a size 16, 18 and I can wear their pants. So yeah. if you're a size 16, 18 and below, um, Yala Designs pants. They have these pants. I swear to God, they are like the best kept secret in fashion. They're so comfortable. Those are the
0: ones that you gave. Um, uh, no, I
1: haven't given them out to anybody to, yet, but I will. the Mary? No, no, Mary hasn't tried them yet. Oh, okay. No, that's another one. Poppy Rowe is another brand that's like yeah. that. So I love Poppy Row's pants. Um, and she does a lot of like basics and separates that are mix and match. So it's really, they're yeah. very, very versatile. So I'm a big fan of Poppy Rowe. And she is inclusively sized for real. Yeah. Um, but Yala Designs has these, um, basically they're like, they're like legging pants, but they're so nice and you could absolutely wear them to the office and, um, they're just really comfortable and they're ethically and sustainably made. Yeah. So if you're a size 16, 18 below, that's a great option I'm telling you, these pants are incredible. They also have a moto that I like, (laughs) a moto pant.
0: Yeah. If like you, if you are working in an office, Mm -hmm. you are more likely to wear the same style of outfit. Right. So make all your pants ethical. Right. You know, like your top shirts, you know, it's hard to find a lot of times ethical brands. They yeah. are so new. They have issues with sizing. And sure. if like if that one gap shirt is the only that fits your bust. Yeah. Cuz you've searched and like I get it like as Totally. as plus-size girls too finding fucking pants. Well, you know what I've done? Is hard.
1: I when I some, I've done this in the past. I haven't I don't do this now as much because of for budget reasons, but if you have the budget to spend, if you have a pair of pants that you love, take them to somebody to have them Duplicated. Oh yeah, I had a friend who used to do that all the time. She would get, she'd find this one pair of pants that she loved from New York and Co. And then she went to this place in San Francisco called Al's. Yeah, and Al's is in, it's in North Beach. It's this great old place where they make, they'll custom do everything. It's ethical. It's rad as hell. They use great, like it's just, it's just fucking cool. Al's will would duplicate that pant in like multiple different fabrics. And, oh, see,
0: that's lovely. Yeah, there are there Be your are own ways. Yeah, there are ways to go about this where you can create a more ethical lifestyle for your clothing Mm -hmm.
1: and and more personalized.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Get a good jacket. I really, if you really love like a cool fucking leather jacket, I loved all 67. Yeah. I got so many compliments on that jacket. Yeah.
1: It's a great, it's a great jacket that will last forever. Yes. And then the other thing too, that I think is like, um, a big help on those things is as you look at what's in your closet and what you love, I'm not going to make you spark joy or anything, but like, the things that you, if you think about your favorite pieces in your closet, think about what those pieces say, say about your personality. Like this is where it's sort of like the personal stylist thing comes into play for me, right? Mm-hmm. So like I found for myself that when I was working in offices, I had a lot of like basics, but those were not the things that like made me feel the most like myself. Those yeah. were the things for me that made me feel like I could fit into somebody else's environment. Mm-hmm. So, the shift for me was like, no, I really love silly, wacky statement pieces. Yeah. And so, I focus in my own sort of like ethical fashion journey on trying to cut out the things that I just sort of wear because I'm feeling lazy that day (laughs) and stock my closet more with things that like always make me happy. Yeah. So, you know, it might be like a plaid legging instead of like a basic black. Yeah. I'm wearing black leggings today. And there, but there are, you know, there
0: are companies that will make plaid leggings that
1: are yeah. ethical. Yala has a pair of plaid and leggings. We'll
0: put in the show notes, we will add some of our favorite brands yeah. and put them down. Um and people you should be following. Yes. Um and I know yeah, this was a serious these are serious two very serious episodes. So
1: serious. But
0: it was important. You guys need to We're trying know, to help
1: you up your life.
0: Up your life. Like get you know, I'm like I'm kind of I'm tired of just wearing basic shit.
1: Also, like just the basic shit is like I said for me, it's super boring. Like uh, yeah. some people take basics and they do this like really awesome severe minimalism that is so cool. But that is not me. But you
0: know what? Like if I'm if I know I wear a lot of black leggings, yeah, I'm gonna go find an ethical black legging. Yeah, do it. If I know that I'm like, if I know that like okay, um, you know I want just like little, like maybe like a robe or something. Yeah, to wear around the house. It's still ethically made, but you're wearing it all
1: the time, right? Exactly. You know, yeah, and you never feel bad about it. You never yeah. put on something that you that was ethically made, and you're like, nah, I don't feel great. Yeah. You're or just like, learn to sew. You feel so self righteous every time you wear something ethical,
0: yeah, or shit you made,
1: yeah, or shit you made. Oh, thanks. I know you can't get it at Forever Twenty Nine. I made, they it. made
0: it. I used to make my own clothes, and then one time my aunt was like, I made a dress, and she's uh, was like, if you put it on your body you were doing shame to your body
1: oh no <laughs> so
0: poorly made oh. i mean this is what i do This is, what I do, is i that's funny i um will get a, a creative b- burst yeah yep. and i'm like well i need to finish it tonight oh. so i will be up till four in the morning sewing this dress mm-hmm. not thinking about cut or anything and i'm just right. like i'm following the pattern <laughs> and it doesn't fit it looks weird mm-hmm. and i'm just like well i made a dress meanwhile i could have like I want to make a dress. I'll ask my aunt who knows how to sew. Yeah. If she can help me. Oh, I'll have my mom help me with this. Yeah.
1: And it'll take a week to make this dress. Don't overestimate your talents. <laughs> Man. Take it I one will say, step at a I did time. make a
0: pretty fucking. If you find my um my uh, I made both my prom dresses. Mm. Okay. Um, the second one fit a little weird, but the first one <laughs> my mom helped me on it was great. And then I also made my Jon Snow costume.
1: Wow. Yeah. So, All
0: right. Fuck y'all. Hey,
1: on that note, <laughs>
0: follow us, subscribe, rate us, give us
1: fives, guys. Yeah, we want, we would love to get some more reviews up on there. So if you have a, a moment to spend, maybe just yeah. write a couple sentences.
0: Write some nice things. That's how we get people to listen. That's how we can spread, spread, spread ethical fashion, gaudiness, yes. getting people in their gaudy lives, you know, because life is too fucking boring to not be gaudy. So Fuck yeah. Follow me on Jenny Zagrino on everything.
1: And follow me uh, at Style StyleEthic uh, also on everything.
0: Yeah, and I don't do Twitter, so fuck that. You <laughs> do You do it. it? Uh, don't do it anymore. It sucks. All right, guys. Uh, we'll see you in a next week. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> bye. a few weeks, but <laughs> we recorded this back to back. Let's yeah. just be real. <laughs> bye, guys. <laughs> bye.